Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that doesn't suck. Now, let's talk tech. Hey, everyone. This is Will Kern from Endless Events. Welcome back into the Event Tech Podcast, where we are broadcasting live, recording live, I should say. From IMAX America 2019, sitting across from me is the clammy Brant Kruger. Oh, and he is the practical Will Curran. I'm so practical. Yeah. I am a little clammy. It's Vegas. It's hot. <laughs> and then the air conditioning is turned up to, you know, negative 20. And uh, so as a result, it's this weird, like, I'm hot, but I'm cold kind of thing going on that you get. Uh, you get that in Vegas and you get that a lot in like southern venues as well. Yeah. Where, like it's like in Phoenix. a thousand degrees outside. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. I, get you, I bet you get that a lot. We're told you to like the, for, it's a freeze on the inside because the rest of it's so hot everywhere <laughs> <Yeah>. else. <laughs> Well, so so we're here. It's another IMAX. Um, uh, we've done uh, we've done a couple IMAXs now together. Uh, <laughs> you and yeah, I, four years. Uh, IMAX America. Yeah, four years. It's hard to believe um, uh, that uh, it's only been four years uh, since we bonded over ham biscuits at Yardbird <laughs> uh, way back in the day. That's a story that if you'd like us to tell, uh, we're happy to do so over a beer. Um, so next time you see Will or I, just pull us aside and buy us a beer, and we'll tell you the story of how we bonded over ham biscuits. That yard bird, because it is actually more to it than that. And it does involve event technology. It does. It definitely does. So we can go over that one. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're not no. here to talk about ham biscuits, sadly. And we should probably pour one out for the ham biscuits so they don't have them at Yardbird oh, anymore. So sad. It's so sad. So sad. But so today we wanted to talk a little bit. So it's IMAX America. We've been broadcasting event icons live for the last uh, two days. We've got one more day of that to go. Mm -hmm. um, always a great experience. We love working with IMAX um, and, and, and getting to meet all the people. I, I say it every year, but it's true every year. Every year I meet more people in this industry, and every year most of them are here. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it's, it's absolutely a can't-miss show for me, and I just love getting to see everybody and reconnect and network and meet new people. And for me, see new event tech. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think definitely all about uh, sharing all the technologies and all the things that we've seen. Because um, as you've kind of talked about the, over the years, it's expanded and grown so much from being, you know, a little tech center. Yeah. To yeah now yeah. it's a quarter feels like quarter of the it's, trade show floor. I don't know about a quarter, but it's definitely gotten bigger. I mean, when we first started, it was it was kind of a little corner. The far back corner. It is still the far back corner, but now they've got the the uh, food service and stuff back there too. So it doesn't feel quite so. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're actually kind of on the way to the food, so it's not so bad. Um, and yeah, it's it's blown my mind how every year there's more and more and more vendors um, when it comes to uh, the technology side for for events and and. You know, specifically, we see a lot of the mobile events, uh, the mobile event apps uh, that are that are out there. Um, what was interesting to me is the number of new people getting into the space, right? You know, it's already such a crowded space, whether, whether it's the, the event management programs, the registration software, mobile apps, all of those things. I mean, there's already hundreds of companies in this space, and yet here's another new one, and here's mm -hmm. another new one. It's so funny to me that there's, that there's still... Enough people that think that there's enough room in oh, this yeah. crowded market that they can find their niche. Absolutely. And I think, uh, interestingly enough, too, it shows a testament of the show, too, that, like, they have heard the power of IMAX and that people are ready to buy. And this is a place to buy stuff from. And I, I love it because this is definitely becoming the one-stop shop. If you have a big major event that you need to do in one year, you can get it all done right now. 
<laughs> it is. There is a lot of business at this show, and uh, sorry, I'm messing around with my headphones. Um, there's a lot of business that gets done at this show, both on the venue side, um, you know, as far as all of the destinations and all that kind of stuff, but also on the tech side. That I hear that every every year. And I don't think they're just blowing smoke. You know, I say, so how's the show been? And yeah, it's usually yeah. it's like, oh, great, great. We got so many appointments. We had 200 appointments. We had 300. I had seven people here, and I could have used two more. I heard that literally this morning. And I heard this year um, from uh, a vendor that is actually a very prominent one uh, said that this, he, this they had something like the number of points they had day one was equal to the total number of points they did all across all three days this time. Wow. Okay. That's that. So that's an impressive metric yeah. right there. Yeah. As far as the amount of things getting done. Um, so let's kind of take a take a little walk down uh, some of the stuff that we saw. Um, what was fascinating? Well, well, to, yeah. Well, it just, and I must preface too for everyone yeah. to like what Brant primarily. Yeah. So, uh, Will was a little busy. Will's been uh, filming content like crazy, yeah. so I'm ready to talk a lot about sustainability, diversity, inclusion, a bunch of different awesome topics. Right. But um, I actually haven't made it onto the show floor <laughs> formally yet. Um, after we record this, was probably one, which is probably a little late. But I, there is a lot of stuff talking to technology vendors that I was able to, um, to to glean from, but you got to see it all firsthand, which I, I, I'm excited to hear about this and react to it. I did. So before we get there, were, there were a couple of tasty things uh, that, I, that I found on the floor, but you know, I think it's worth talking about the fact that there weren't many. Um, so despite the fact that the, that the show is bigger, the floor is better, the, 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 you know, the footprint of the tech area is larger, there's more people, there's new products being uh, brought to the market, despite all of that and the positivity coming from the vendors regarding the, uh, the appointments and things like that, I didn't see a ton of innovation. It was, you know, it was a lot of like the more iterative stuff of like how do we make our product a little bit better in this area or a little bit better in that area. Um, surprisingly, there was not a lot of talk about AI, at least in the, the, the folks that I talked to, like they weren't emphasizing that like they have been the last year or so where like that was like every single product had to mention the fact that it was somehow using AI, uh, to the point where it kind of lost a lot of its meaning. You know, and we've we've had conversations on this show and others about the difference between AI and machine learning and, you know, okay, it's not really AI. You're just kind of having it, you know, teach itself the basics and, and, you know, if this, then that kind of stuff is not AI. Um, So what was interesting to me is that there seemed to be kind of a re-upped commitment to service, which is something that I've always uh, thought was a really important part of event tech that sometimes was not being handled properly. Um, when I was doing more of the consulting stuff uh, a few years ago, um, working with event tech companies, uh, I was surprised at how often people were wanting to, to start a service or start a new you know, tech product, and then they just wanted to like step away and let the money roll in. <laughs> and even even the ones, you know, there are some names that will go unnamed that, you know, were the giants of mobile apps. Uh, just a couple of years ago with, you know, 40 by 40 booths with trust and LED and wiggly lights and people in gorilla costumes and all that kind of stuff running around. And they are gone. Um, not even here. Like gone, gone. Oh, wow. Yeah, like actually I believe the company has dissolved, even wow. the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, um, And the, uh, what was interesting to me is, or I think they might have gotten absorbed by somebody else, one of the larger juggernauts. Um, they had all the money in the world. They had all the things. But I, I, I always go back to the first time I met them, um, I met their brand new head of sales and their brand new head of marketing. 
And within 30 seconds, I discovered they knew nothing about events. So it's like, I'm sure you're a really good marketer and I'm sure you're a really good salesperson, but you know nothing about events. And so what was really um, uh, heartening, I, for lack of a better word, to me this year is to see how many of the tech companies were kind of doubling down on service um, and really talking about, you know, we've tried to make our site easier to navigate. We've tried to make it easier for planners to, you know, just get rolling with an event, you know, so you want to get a registration page going great. We can be up and running in three minutes, you know, wow. answer these few basic questions. But then if you want to go in and hit all the check boxes and all the fields and all the, you know, customization beyond that, that was like just under the covers, right? So you could, wow. you could very easily get, uh, you look tired, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, wow, that's wow. <laughs> it is, it is, it is a marathon, not a sprint, folks. A so, so, so it's, uh, yeah. If you're coming to one of these shows, bring your walking shoes and hydrate. <laughs> um, you yeah, definitely. That's why I'm drinking a chai latte right, right now. <laughs> right, right, right. And I'll, I'll try, I'll try, and, I'll try and keep my voice uh, as soothing as possible. Oh God, so you're you gonna put, put me to sleep. Uh, Will's gonna bust out his NPR yeah, voice. We'll start doing, yeah, we'll start doing like some uh, AMSR stuff. Or, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anyway, so that was really, I was really happy to see that that they're they're doing. I met like some brand new salespeople. Um, well, uh, well, real quick, but yeah. on, on that point, uh, it's really interesting. I know, I think you almost hinted at this too. Is that back in the day, technology companies hired you to be their service arm to, <laughs> yeah, to come yeah, down and set up. Yeah. But now it's a lot of it's like a more like direct to consumer, right? Yeah. Like it, it was like almost like the the change from enterprise to consumer tech related things is that before you need someone to set it up, you need a partner to do it and things like that implement. But now it's it's so easy. You can just get it done all on your own, right? Yeah, it's, it's funny that, that yeah, when I first kind of went out on my own, that was a good chunk of my business was actually being the on-site service arm uh, for technology companies. And it's funny because now I'm kind of starting to de-emphasize that part of my business. <laughs> and now everybody wants to do it. It's like, hey, where were you three years ago when I was trying to do this? So that's really funny to me. But again, I, I would still rather see that from a customer service experience um, uh, that, that they're starting to do that more and pay attention to that because planners don't have time for this crap. You know, yeah, you want that customization. You want that flexibility for when they want it. Yeah. But not a moment earlier. Than yeah, that. totally. You don't want like you don't want to give them the ability to create custom web pages and things like that. They'll, they'll look at it and be like, "Cool, can can I my web guy do this for yeah, me? Yeah, can you do that for me? Can you do it for? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. what was what was that cost to look like? Are you seeing yeah. anything like at all like when it comes to service to um, less of like a hey uh, an onboarding fee? But are you seeing any more like a la carte things? Like, for example, oh, I want that. Oh, we'll do that for you real quick. Almost as like as if they're like an a la carte service element. I'm just curious. I would say actually a little less of that. Oh. Like, well, I think, um, uh, well, I, okay, I'll preface this. I think the smarter companies, just like the smarter companies, uh, the ones that are surviving, the ones that are, are lasting were the ones that were more service-oriented. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing some of the ones, the, the companies that I think are, are smarter um, are moving away from modules. Oh. Um, and so I heard that from a few different vendors of like, yeah, we're, you know what, we're reworking our pricing um, so that it's not going to be so much for this so less and of like so much for this the event and so much Moby, for this. Like you can buy a little bit of everything right. before, so like we're one full platform for you. Exactly. And it's all turned on. It's mm -hmm. turned on from the beginning. So if you don't have to use it, mm -hmm. but it's there if you want it. Mm 
So, you know, uh, you know, I heard from at least one registration platform that was doing that where they're like, yeah, we've got all of these different modules and they're just that's just part of the package. And mm. and to me, I can see the model. I can see the model for wanting to do well. It's an add on. It's an ad, you know, it's like it's like the upsell. Right. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. do you want the do you want the floor, the uh, the clear coat on your car? You know, yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. You know, so I get that model. And there's certainly uh, obviously it's a tried and true model. It's a model that's been around for a long time. But at the same time. It's easier for everyone involved to just, it's, you know what, the price is the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally. know, and, and I've been in a situation where I was working for a technology provider and uh, for one of their major clients, and we were running into a situation where the client wanted to do something and it was like, oh, you don't have this module. You know, you haven't paid for this module. Oh. And they had. And oh. so it's like one of those is like, yeah, we're supposed to have like the deluxe wash, you know, the ultimate package yeah, 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 yeah. that's supposed to have everything and in it. And they got the quick wash. Right. And, and, you know, and it was just a bit that didn't get flipped, you know, on the back end. And then it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll call them and we'll get it taken care of for you, you know. <laughs> and, and, and it was taken care of, you know, relatively quickly. But it's still that, that moment, that yeah, hesitation yeah. of like, hey, we're, we paid for the ultimate package. And you, you, anytime you hit a speed bump in that, it's like a thing. Uh, I have like I have a random pro tip, and I don't think I'll yeah. ever remember this uh, other than right now when we're talking about this little a la carte portion. So um, I buy a lot of software that helps run my company. So I am constantly feel like I'm talking to lots of different software companies about pricing and you know new features come out. Um, a pro tip: uh, I'm not sure if technology companies are going to be happy to hear this, <laughs> but one thing you can always do is if you're like a one step, you just need one feature of the next plan up, and you don't really need like all the deluxe features. Just don't be afraid to hit up your like customer service rep or the support thing and say like, hey, what can I do to just get this one feature turned on? Like, I literally don't need, I don't need two fat, I don't need um, you know, a uh, global one login. I don't need you know thirty terabytes more of space and things. Like that. I just literally need this. Like for example, it's very very common that it seems like the HubSpot integration on a lot of apps is the most premium version because sure. you know the yeah, people yeah, are spending yeah. money for HubSpot. Apparently, have money, so we're gonna charge you a ton of money. I'll be like, look. I literally don't need any other features. I just want to integrate with HubSpot. So, uh, and just ask. Um, don't be afraid. On if they are doing the a la carte, or if you need that plan, you know, pro tip. And it's funny how often they they are inflexible as well. Like like, or or there's yeah. a mile between the basic package or the even the free package. The um, uh, actually the. Uh, uh, the CRM integration that I use with my email, I'm on the free package, and but they're they're like next step up, is far more than I need and really expensive. <laughs> but you want one feature. And I and I've told I've actually reached out to them a couple of times saying, "Look, I love I want to support you guys, you know, I but I just can you give me a middle package, you know, just something that's like 10 bucks a month as opposed to 100 bucks a month or oh. free." You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. something in between 100 bucks a month and free. So yeah, we you and know, you do I'm, that just from a support standpoint yeah. primarily versus like uh you like you don't you don't need a feature. You're just like I want to help keep you guys alive. Yeah, I believe in paying for software. That that anytime you're doing something for free, you have to watch out for um, you know, what the product is. You know, are they selling your data? Are they doing that kind of thing? And that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day is, um, but, you know, the general advice is if you can't figure out how they're making the money, the product is you. For sure. And so, you know, just be really clear, you know, and, and uh, I'll, I'll hop on the horse and then hop off the high horse. But, you know, when we're talking about things like VPNs or cybersecurity or things <laughs> like that, free is not the best option. That's not the yeah. way you want to go. You want to make sure you're paying for stuff. And I think, I think that does translate, though, to what we're talking about today, that, you know, people are willing to pay for service. They're willing to, have to pay to have their hands held. They're willing to pay. You know, planners are busy. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, planners don't have time to uh, spend, or mo- many of them. You know, there's there's also plenty of planners that their whole thing is they love doing it themselves. And they love, you know, they love getting into the nitty-gritty and they know they can save, you know, a little bit here by doing this themselves and a little bit here by doing that themselves. Yeah. That's definitely a personality type, so I don't want to take anything away from that. But I think there's a lot of planners who are like, I just, can you just make it go? <laughs> and I'm willing to pay for it. And I'm willing to pay for someone to be there on site to support you know, whatever the, whether it's engagement uh, app or, you know, your mobile platform or registration. Um, and so, you know, there's definitely, and so I'm, that's, that all ties back into this idea that I think finally a lot of companies are trying to come around on that and realize that they, while there is a certain demographic who you can just throw the software out there and they'll pay you for it and use it and you can watch the money roll in, mm-hmm. the vast majority of people who want to use a software of a service in our industry don't want you to forget the service part of the software yeah. as a service, right? So I love it. Listen yeah. up, event tech companies. Listen what? up. <laughs> so, so, so that was the inter- interesting trend number one was a kind of a re a redoubling down on customer service. Interesting trend number two, and I kind of alluded to this already, was a lack of giant, big, flashy innovations. It was it was a new module that does this or a new module does that. So expanding a lot of their uh, existing capabilities um, and making their services or their products more, you know, broadly applicable to events or, you know, maybe being able to add in, uh, you know, me- medical events, the things that are specific to medical events where you need to be able to sign uh, non-disclosure agreements or, you know, have uh, scientific papers or something along those lines, seeing a lot of those things being added into more and more services and more and more platforms. Um, but I think that tells us something about what we're looking at for kind of for 2020 is, you know, between IMAX Frankfurt and, and, and IMAX America here and some of the other shows like connect, uh, that we've been to, um, uh, we're starting to see a little bit of a less of the wow that's amazing new stuff and more of this kind of iteration and so I think as we're looking out and starting to look at trends for next year everybody's starting to you know it's alright it's the fall the leaves are starting to turn so start busting out your trends posts you know so for the next two months we're going to get inundated um, I didn't get it out last year I'm going to have to I might have to go back to my my, my post of yeah. trends posts um, I just got busy in January we're just going to make you do it for us yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, you know, I'm I'm much better at the here are the things that are not going to impact your world. Okay, for sure. Blockchain not going to impact your world. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you I know that it. kind of stuff. Um. So, but I think that I think that's saying something, right? I think as we look at the trends for 2020, I don't think we're going to see big and splashy, flashy. Um. You know, even mm. phones, right? You know, we just had the big iPhone announcement. Um. Very and good. easily 75 percent of the reporting that I'm seeing in that are like cool. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's it's yeah. interesting. I think everyone's really excited. The thing I've seen on a lot of headlines when it comes to that, I mean, this is kind of random and maybe, yeah, I guess we probably won't do an episode just on the Apple event, but um, is that it, the price dropped too. Yeah. And maybe that's also something to look at the industry potentially as a trend to do a little bit of futurism. Is the that XR, maybe, yeah. Is that maybe yeah. the costs are, you know, everything's been going so high, maybe also in a technology in general, maybe we'll see the industry, event industry get that same way. And then there'll be a return back to, no, we don't want to pay $20,000 for an event app. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look at and, and and you look at yeah. I don't know that it's good for a whole episode, but we can we can dip into it real quick here because it is indicative of of larger trends. Um, you know, same thing with the Pixel phone, right? So the Pixel phone also, you know, we're getting ready to have the Pixel Four come out. I'm sure that'll probably be in the thousand dollar range again. Mm-hmm. But and I'll, you know, if it doesn't, then great, you know, sure. Um, but you know, I got the three A, you know, which was ninety percent as good as the three 
for half as much, over half as much. I think I actually got it on sale for like two ninety nine. Wow. You know, whereas when the three came out, Your wasn't it look it's exactly like mine? Yeah, and yeah I spent yeah. way more money. Well, it was oh. like eight, like eight nine hundred when yeah, it first came. Out. Yeah, 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 and so. Um, you know, I think we're going to see kind of maybe the TikTok a little bit even more so than we have before, where you know Apple was doing like, uh, you know, the iPhone and then the iPhone X and the iPhone, and then you know, and doing the kind of the uh, you know on again, off again stuff. And I think that might speed up a little bit, where it's like here's the brand new iPhone, and then like six months later, as opposed to a year later, here's the now here's the budget version. You know, or even the XR is already kind of the budget version of the new iPhone. I wonder if we'll see similar stuff in the events industry related tech too. Is like you talked about being iterative too. Is that like throughout the year, instead of waiting for these big gigantic releases, like you know, Event App Five, right, you know, we're right. seeing like, hey, we just push out this a little bit. I've been noticing, I think, a little bit more with more software in general. Lots of fast pushouts yeah. of little small updates, and I think that we're seeing that in the technology side. I mean, I I can't agree more on the iterative side of things. I think that we're definitely getting there. And what's interesting too is, I mean, that might be a general event trend as a whole. Is that I've been hearing that a lot in the conversations across everything. Is that there's nothing like, whoa, oh my gosh. So like, I'll I'll parallel this to another might seem completely opposite techno- uh, uh, topic is sustainability. And, you know, everyone wants to know what's new in sustainability. And you got a chance to talk to Chance. And um, I've been talking to so many people about sustainability. It's been amazing. Wow, I've learned so much. But the interesting thing is I, I keep going, so what, what's new? What do people need to know of? And they're like, there's nothing new. We just need to act and do. And I think that's yeah, what we we're know saying. the things that we need to do. We just need to do it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think Eventex may be the same way, too, is that, like, hey, we, we're not trying to push AR, VR now. We're not, yeah, those big things. Instead, we're trying to take the little small things and improve the experience. And I think I think we're seeing that on the show floor even. So I was kind of, you know, uh, the, anybody who hasn't been to IMAX, it is a spectacle for the eyes. I mean, <laughs> it's this massive trade show floor um, with, you know, these incredible, beautiful booths, you know, not, you know, and, and a lot of creativity and a lot of variety. Um, and so I was kind of keeping an eyeball on that side of the event tech as well, right? Because event tech is not just uh, mobile apps and things. It's LED walls. And so the, the, you know, the number of booths that had clearly made the investment in like really sharp, really clean, really beautiful uh, LED walls, um, uh, as opposed to either a projection or, um, uh, even, you know, even to a certain extent, uh, like pamphlets and yeah. printed brochures, you know, just really trusting in the display technology to not only get people in the booth because it's pretty, but also, you know, to actually inform and, and educate. I think a great example of this, um, we mentioned this when we recorded the Event Brew episode about IMAX, which is more just general IMAX, but it's funny, a technology portion got brought up, which is the Hilton booth. Have you yeah, seen the Hilton I was going to bring it up. You're yeah, talking yeah, about the waterfall? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I'm going to try to describe it the best yeah. because I haven't seen it in person. So let's see how well, this is how well they did at doing this. Uh, it's a gigantic LED screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, waterfall, basically in a booth. It's like, what, 50 feet tall, 20 feet wide, and it's four sides. Yeah. And it's got waterfall sound effects. Yeah. And I've seen so, it's been on Instagram. I've seen, everyone's been talking mm-hmm. about it. And it's not anything f- crazy no. to do. No. And the idea that's cool, though, is that it's all to promote, if I've got this right, water conservation and what they've been doing at Hilton. So it ties back into this larger CSR movement they're doing, and it's using the technology to promote. It's not just, hey, bright lights to hurt your eyes. Yeah. It's, let, let, let's do this, and I think it's so cool. And one, one of the things that I love love about it is, is um, uh, and why I was going to bring it up, is because I'm always a fan of when we see 
people doing creative things with existing technology. So there was nothing about that that you just talked about that was new. Yeah, it's just speakers right? and yeah, LED screen. We've got, you know, LED, we've got LED wall, you know, and instead of going like horizontal, you know, panorama, it's this kind of narrow and tall and four-sided and just water rushing, you know, a, a never-ending animation of water rushing down. And then they had, uh, yes, clearly some speakers mounted up in the top uh, that was doing, you know, a very whooshy, white, noisy, waterfally type sound. And I was, <laughs> I joked, you know, I couldn't be anywhere near that thing because I would be going to the bathroom every 20 seconds because it's just like <laughs> nonstop waterfall. You know, and I was just like, oh, man, I got to go again. It turns out they put a yeah. toilet right behind right, the right, right, right. Actually, I think it was near the restroom. <laughs> um but it was a gorgeous use. It was it, you couldn't miss it. Like you said, it was an Instagrammable moment. Everybody was taking their picture of it. Um, uh, a, a gorgeous use and a creative use of existing technology, as opposed to reinventing the wheel, as opposed to coming up with something totally new and totally exciting. The other, the other interesting thing that I noticed on the show floor was, and this has kind of been a trend for a while, but I, for some reason it struck me on this show more than it has recently, is really a a, a smooth mix. Of of digital and physical reality, so a lot of like really you know pretty clearly wooden solid like trellises and things like that you know greenery in the booth mixed in with digital technology mixed in with LED screens um, and lar- you know large things like tall things you know that uh, you know uh, uh, you know things that are designed to 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 catch your eye obviously from across the show floor so that kind of interesting mix of the physical and the digital is something that i always really like and and i feel like i saw a lot of like really well implemented versions of that at this show i like it i like it i I, i'm a huge fan of that too you know i mean like i think that waterfall concept was so cool and i saw people saying best booth design of imax yeah yeah so good for them so so to get to and i kind of teased to this at the beginning um uh, you know so i did see a few things on the floor that were new but and 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 you i told you not to tell me about it so this is gonna be my honest to god reaction of uh of all the things that Brant saw i think you're gonna like it and it is it's funny though because it's another it's a couple more examples of creatively using existing technology so creatively using existing technology in a way like that's cool why did nobody think of that until just now um so so one of them is um and uh yeah i'll just mention the folks by name because why not give them give them a little cred uh so so community brands had a couple of things going on there and for anybody that doesn't know community brands they're like a global you know uh conglomerate of about 50 different you know partners all coming together you know for uh you know your mobile app needs and your registration needs and all that kind of stuff and so they've got access to all of this fun technology that we've already talked about on this show, like facial recognition technology. They're partnering with Panos to do that kind of stuff. Awesome. You know, go back and listen to that episode so you can hear me change my opinion on facial technology, facial recognition technology. Um, so in addition to all of that, they've made convenient prepackaged AR um, uh, where, you know, you know, you think of like the very fairly stereotypical AR, right? Where you've got, you can point your phone at a poster or uh, some pamphlet materials or things like that. Uh, but they've really made it like a turnkey thing that you can just add into your mobile app where it's just like, okay, yeah. And so you can go to then to all of your vendors and say, you know, it's an upsell, right? So in addition to uh, our uh, badge scanning technology, you know, which you can rent for this amount and this technology, we can do a custom AR 
you know, uh, oh. experience for your booth. Oh. And, and they're handling it soup to nuts. So oh, it's wow. just a prepackaged thing of like, okay, great. What do you want it to do? You want it to be a video? You want a graphics to pop up? Wow. And then they'll they'll supply the code. And then because they're, you know, part of, the, part of their group is supplying then the mobile app and all that kind of stuff. It's seamless. Oh. So super simple. Again, this is not new technology. It's not crazy uh, technology, but just making it turnkey, making nice. it uh, a, an easy ad, uh, an easy sponsorship opportunity, an easy easy way to add a little bit of flair you know to your trade show booth i thought that was you know a really awesome. cool thing well, now the well i was gonna say yeah uh, for with that too i mean like uh, I, when you used the turnkey i didn't get quite get it but now you explain it so like in the past i think for anyone who doesn't know how this worked is that you hired a company like uh like tyler and donnie from brightline to right. say like hey i want this built and they would custom, custom build yeah. it an actual app that did it or like integrated a web thing and you had to do all these things and it had to be built from the ground up every single time maybe they have there's some people that had templates but now they kind of turn it into you literally like it's almost like yeah. you're just switching the feature on on your yeah app. and it's not going to be anything like they, they produce yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean they're producing you know multi-level <laughs> giant cross sections of cruise ships and things like that you know that can be walked around in full ar and vr type stuff so it's nowhere near that but if you just want you know somebody to pick up their phone and point it at a thing on your booth and a video plays or a person pops up and says you know hey let me show you the features or you know what that's kind of, those kinds of more simple turnkey uh, ar experiences i love it i love it the other thing that they came up with was was some of the hardware that was like, oh man, how, how did nobody think of this until now? And this is the one I think you're going to like. That's one I was talking about last night that I wouldn't tell you about. <laughs> um, so you know how at like events, you know, frequently we've got drink tickets, like physical drink tickets and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, or the passport game, right? So you got to go to a bunch of different vendors within the Scotland booth. You got to go to each of the hotels and get, okay. you know, the little stamp on your passport. Yeah. And then you bring your passport and then you get a shot of whiskey or something like that, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, all very common experience or even, uh, you know, or even like, uh, uh, you know, badge scanning and stuff like that. That, right so mm -hmm. you go into your um uh your breakout room uh, let me scan your badge that kind of thing so what they've developed is it looks like a little stamp like a rubber stamp you know where you you know do like a big rubber stamp on your thing and so it's a little it's a little box maybe two inches by two inches with a nubby handle on it that you can grab like a rubber stamp okay and what it does is it's actually conducting you know your 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 capacitive you know finger touches right you know your so your body electricity okay through that thing and on the bottom of the stamp are perfectly placed like five little metal nubs and what that does and then you actually are stamping the app what? and so all it's doing and like i said this is actually if anybody that knows anything about how cell phones work right it's like a, it's it's a it's a touch sensor right yeah. it's detecting your finger touches and that's the electricity in your body conducting and it's like oh that's how it knows where you tapped yeah yeah on your phone well and because of pinch to zoom and things like that we know you can do two fingers well most touch screens are capable of actually doing five simultaneous touches and so all this stamp is doing is putting five little perfect circles in exact and then the app just recognizes the pattern Oh wow! And so for drink, so for drink tickets, you okay, bring up your app, great. And so when you go to pay, quote unquote, for your thing, you literally, and it takes no brains, it's like thunk, just like a stamp on your phone, and it's that fast, just like a stamp. Great, one of your drink tickets has been used. Wow! So wait, 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 wait. I, I really understand how this works because, like, I'm trying to visualize it yeah. right now. So, it, so the, the bartender has yeah. a physical stamp. Right. So like I bring up my mobile cube. app. I bring up my mobile app. He touches it just to the screen. And just taps the mobile app with the with the stamp. And it's like, and instantly it was like, yep, one of your tickets is used. And it's using NFC? No, it's, mm -hmm. it's capacitive touch. It's, it's literally as if you took your five fingers and tapped the phone in a, in, oh. in a, in a pattern. 
Wow. So they just figured out like, oh, hey, we'll pay it. Like we figured out a way to manufacture a dollar yeah. cost oh, little yeah. nub thing. Costs nothing. And it literally is not proprietary right. in any sort of way. Yeah. Well, I was kind of I'm pushing them on that. I was like, is yeah. this something you guys developed? And they're like, yeah, it's ours. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's probably one of those things that anybody, you know, want to. But they've already implemented it. And that's the big wow. thing. So you do, And so he showed me those three, the three things that I just talked about, right? So doing a, any kind of a, a ticket turn in. So when you register, right, you get your X number of drink tickets. Mm. And then... And, you know, when it comes time for the social occasion, whatever, you just, and it takes zero training. It literally, you just take the stamper and go, dunk, onto the app. Wow, yeah. And it, and it goes, okay, great, you used one of your tickets. And then once you wow. hit, you're done, it's like, you're done. It's it says, so you have used all of your tickets. So anytime you're using those kind of tickety type solutions... Um, anytime you're doing the passport game. So now same thing, right? So now I need, you give each one of those vendors a stamp with, that has a different pattern on it. Oh. So it's the, it's the pattern of the five nubs oh. that are on it. So it's almost so, like Braille. It's yeah. like recognizing Braille. Yeah. T- like, it's but just, the other it's way. literally the pattern of those five touches. Wow. And it's hard, it's hard to explain like verbally. I'm kind of making pictures in, in here in person with my fingers to <laughs> get it across to Will what I'm talking about. So it's, all it is it's is detecting that pattern of those five dots. And as as if you were touching your phone, um, and uh, and so the so you would go to each one of those passporty booths, and instead of having a physical passport, it's all an app. Wow! And then it's all trackable. It's all you know. Your each one of those vendors is going to be able to know exactly which people stop by wow. each one of the things, and then you get the little passport stamp. And he showed him. It's just like the game. Like the little stamp comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, the little. It's like ooh, you stop by that vendor. Ooh, you stop by that vendor. Oh, and then the last one, and uh, this one's a. I think it's a stretch a little bit. It would be. It was uh, uh, session tracking, because then you you have to require everyone to have their phone out, as opposed yeah. to just scanning a badge or yeah, using yeah. Uh, you know some kind of radio frequency or something yeah, like sure. that. Um, but it would work. You know, and and, and it would be a physical, I need to stop you and make sure that you've got the app and all that kind of stuff. So if you had maybe something that needed to be a little more secure, um, you could do that. So so that's an example. Again, it's just something so dead simple. It's it's, it's literally, there's no electronics in that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it's doing is conducting the electricity in your fingers to those five little nubs that are in different patterns. Yeah. And so pattern recognition is like the one thing computers do really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Totally, totally. So, so it's, it's, all it's doing is saying, okay, it's that pattern versus that pattern versus that pattern. Dead simple, amazing idea. I love this. Um, I have a lot of questions and thoughts about how this could be implemented. I do agree that session tracking is kind of weird. You'd have to have like, your phone out. Yeah, you'd phone have to app. have stamp it, every single one of them. Well, I think the benefit of it, too, is that you're getting that instant feedback of, like, the satisfaction of seeing the stamp. I think yeah. that's why stamps are so cool. It's like, yeah. boom, it's on there. It's like, oh, it's marked. Yep. And that's why, you know, drinking is just good because you can see how many you would have left. Mm-hmm. The bartender can see, like, oh, this guy's uh, a little you know, crazy, you know, right now. Right. Whereas if he scans a badge, it, oh, this guy's had three drinks. That might be right. kind of weird, you know. Um, well, it also takes care of, like, any kind of weirdness of like hey the bar's saying that we did you know this much money in free free drinks and well you know well how many tickets did we go through i don't know it was like a roll and a half of tickets you oh know, yeah all of that kind of stuff you know this way you're able to literally track well you know half of our attendees only used one of their five drink tickets is there anybody else tried to digitize drink tickets in first time i've seen it i think it's yeah. so smart because i mean i'm just thinking beyond that i mean not not even just how cool this technology is but digitizing it is that this is also very important i think also for safety yeah because yeah. In theory, 
uh, it's not only safety, but you can you can say like, yeah, like oh my gosh, this person's had too much mm-hmm. or things. Like, it can't be um, it can't be given to other people too. So if yeah. you want to yeah. limit the drinks that people that's are getting, that's a fantastic point. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not going to use my tickets here. You can have them. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't and that dude that has like 17 yes, drinks, you know. Yes. But then also at the same time too, it also gives you budget control because what I uh, so we have this all happen all the time. Obviously, our events are very small for like our local ILEA chapter, but we constantly debate about. Who actually, we do like lunchtime events. People are like, oh, yeah, we should have cocktails because some people, like, it's later afternoon. They want to be done. Yeah, sure. And, you know, for me, and we've talked about this on Event Brew now at this point about like attendee strategies of drinking and things like that for events. And I'm not a big fan. I don't drink as much as I probably did when I was in college. Um, but um, I think that it introduces this really interesting thing that we constantly debate. Well, yeah, like half the attendees dr- had at least one drink. And I'm like, I think I see one person drinking, two people drinking, you know, things like yeah. that. You would instantly know who who is, not necessarily like Brandt drink, but yeah, like yeah. you can be like, okay, look at this. Our attendees are actually drinking the alcohol. Okay, this kind of attendees in it. We're trying to attract more attendees like that. Right. So maybe we do have to keep the bar open or, you know, things like that. I think it uh, introduces a lot more data into that. Uh, around it's another data point. It's yeah. another data point. You know, we talked a lot about data this week, this week as well in some of our interviews. And every single, you know, data point is is interesting in one way or another. Totally. And so, yeah, that's another thing that you can track, another thing you can keep, uh, you know, keep in the back of your mind. Or like, you know, maybe three drink tickets isn't enough. Totally. Maybe, the, you know, maybe or maybe that's plenty. <laughs> you know? And, and you also, know? Uh, you, you ever had it where there's been like an open bar drink tickets and then all of a sudden like, all the tickets have been burned through, and then all of a sudden you see the organizer going and handing yep. out tickets. Yeah. Like, imagine you could do something where it's like, you oh, just push it. Everyone, but you could just be like, yeah. you know what, actually, we have a little bit, uh, where are we at on our alcohol budget? Great. Okay, we have a little bit left Boom, everyone gets instant drink ticket, push yeah. notification. Now yeah. you, don't, you don't have to shout. I do think it takes it takes away one thing, and I yeah. just thought of this, and it takes away, some people like to be the big shot that hands out the drink tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. so, that, you know, that the, you Ooh. know, give them to the CEO, give them to the CMO, whatever, and then they kind of like to be in the big shot, the people that, hey, I heard you can get me some more drink tickets. Yeah, let me check my pocket, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> There's always that kind of guy. That's you know, true. That, That's that a good point. Thing. It kind of destroys a little right. bit of the social gift. It's a give and take. It's yeah, a give yeah. and take. It's a give and take. So that so so that was one. And the, the other one is um, I met the guys from uh, AirCam, um, and AirCam uh, is it's another one of those things. It's like, really? How did nobody think of this before? And so you, I mean, you're you're kind of a camera guy, Will. You oh, know how a lot of the cameras now have Wi-Fi capabilities. Yep. And so uh, they've actually they've packaged together. So when you're buying, you're not buying the tech, you're buying a package. And so the package is a photographer for your event that's got a Wi-Fi enabled camera. It's like a Canon, you know. Uh, what the 5D or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I no, think we're a couple yeah. years beyond. I don't know. The 5D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a camera guy. Some, you know, whatever those really nice 5D cameras Mark with, 17. Sure, we'll go with that. The Mark 37. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you get you get a photographer comes to your event. It's got the Wi-Fi camera. You can cool. you're, you're either doing a photo booth or just a wander wander, yeah. you know that kind of thing. And it instantly pushes that photo. Uh, plus whatever like sponsor graphic or anything like that you want to oh, put on it okay. pushes it to a, a web page and you just go and, the yeah, and and so literally you go to the you know air.cam and it uh, it's location based right so you say yes i give this website access to my location and if you're within that geofence it says find nearby events and you click on find nearby events and there's your photo 
Like, like wow. by the time he like sets his camera down, he was just kind of like a magic trick. He's like, and now if you pull out your phone, you've already got that photo. Awesome. I was like, oh wait, and yeah, the, wow. the, the handkerchief was in your pocket all along. Uh, I you love know it. that kind I of thing. It. And so again, just dead simple. And then uh, so you're able to go and look at the photo, and if there's multiple photos of you, you can go click, 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 print. And then they have a printer there on site as well. Cool. So you're able to instantly download the photo and push it out on social media or something like that. I love uh, that. It's very, very um, frictionless. Mm. So super easy. Like you know, like you said. So now pull out your phone, go to the web. There it is. Allow location. Check it. nearby. Boom. And there's the photo of me taken 30 seconds earlier. Wow. You can click on it and go print, and away it goes. And and back to kind of what we started with. It's a package. Right, yeah. so you're not having to go get the photographer. You're not having to get the ba- the printer, the photo convince printer. Convince photographer to use the technology. Right, convince them. Right. Yeah, convince. And he said that was a big part of it. Like they did a lot of beta testing in the LA area. That you know they were struggling a little bit, like convincing photographers to use the technology. And so like, well, well, we'll just we'll get our own photographers. Like we'll find good event photographers and bring them onto the network. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, so when somebody contacts us to use our technology, it's a package. And wow. so it's back to that customer service thing, right? Of like, let's make it easy. So you get, you know, for, for one, <laughs> one low price, <laughs> uh, you know, you get, you know, you get your event photographer, you get the ability to print it out, you get the ability to push it out to social media and people can just get their photos, you know, instantly basically. That's yeah. so simple, cool, easy, you know, it's not rocket science stuff, and and again, it's one of those like, well, yeah, why had nobody, yeah, why yeah. had nobody thought of that before? I'm my mind's racing because it's like very similar that they're using technology to disrupt a space that literally isn't moving very much. You know, like people, photographers are complaining yeah, about, yeah. you know, it, oh, everyone has a camera now, everyone has cameras on their phones. And then you have like photo booths, which are also disrupting that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a time and place for photo booths, but I'm not a fan of it being the primary way of having photos taken because honestly, the best photos I remember years from now are when candid shots, right, uh, or like when someone's like hey oh my god let's get you guys together like i'm not gonna awkwardly for every like i'm just thinking so i re- so i'm thinking like very recently we just did the event icons dinner um at uh at imex this year and we had a photographer um and shout outs to lv photo um for um shooting photos of that um literally thank you thank you so much it was so fantastic to be able to i think photographize photograph Take pictures. Photographically uh, document. Yes, our event. Um, and uh, I think the interesting thing that I learned, uh, uh, I'm thinking about, when, sorry, in use of this is that for that event, it had been so cool to have air cam there because I'm like now waiting for the photos, right? <laughs> so what's funny is air cam was there. They accidentally walked into our event and that's how I met them. <laughs> And no so I'm way. like, hey, guys, who are you with? You know, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like being Mr. Bouncer guy because we were getting some folks accidentally coming in through uh, the, the back way. Wow. And so I was standing by the door and they were just kind of wandered in. I'm like, hey, guys, who are you with? And then it's like, <laughs> oh, we're sorry. We didn't know it was a private event. And then like later they came up and they're like, hey, we looked you up. You want to stop by our <laughs> stop by? No our yeah, way. So it's, you know, so it's totally funny that you said that because in that a way they were there. <laughs> I see. I have a feeling they'll be at our next event for yeah, sure. Yeah. But I, I'm thinking about how they cool. were really cool about it. And they're like really apologetic. I'm like, it's OK. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, because I'm thinking about like me, like I was so busy bouncing between people, like I wouldn't have had time to grab every person, pull them in a photo yeah. booth, and say, "Let's get a photo." But thank God we had a photographer there because he literally he saw every single time I was with somebody, he was like, "Hey, group photo, boom, done." Yeah. And uh, I think that's so cool, especially in this day and age where, you know, um, people want their photos now. That is solving that problem completely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I got. Like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of mind blowing stuff. I just loved those couple of instances of like 
duh technology. <laughs> you know, I love I love it when people do and 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 are able to take things that are off the shelf and do things creative with them. I'm always promoting that because people are always like, "What's new? What's new? What's new? Just don't worry about what's new. Just get creative with the technology that already exists." Um, you know. So what did I miss out there, folks? You know, let me know. Uh, hashtag Event Tech Podcast and let us know, uh, dude. You totally missed the coolest thing on the show floor. You <laughs> idiot. Um, that's you know, it's a problem. It's 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 simultaneously a really long week and a really short week, right? Totally. You know, we tried to get to as many things as I could. Um, so if I forgot something really amazing that was here at IMX America, please do let me know. And let us know, too, if there's something that um, you saw or you heard us talk about now that you want us to dive deeper into, too. Yeah. Um, please let us know. You know, that feedback's always so fantastic. We've been loving getting all the emails, all the tweets, all the Instagram posts. You know, uh, definitely let us know and keep the feedback coming. I thought it was fantastic uh, this year. This is the first IMX since uh, in America since we launched the podcast too. Oh yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. been getting a lot of people coming up saying like, Oh my gosh, yeah. Hey, Ventech podcast, podcast. Like yeah. so happy that they're loving it. Um, and everything like that. And everyone's now getting confused. Now we're launching a third podcast. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's awesome, but getting a lot of really good feedback and, uh, uh and I, we really appreciate everyone always coming up and seeing us when they see us on the trade show floor. We love seeing your feedback. Absolutely love it. That's been one of the things that I've really, truly enjoyed it. Obviously I've had a passion for, for podcasts for a long time now. And so to have, have been on event, icons for as long as we have and and now with the new shows um it's really a fantastic opportunity for people to die focus in a little bit you know so each yeah. one has a little bit different focus has a little bit different things so uh, obviously we'd love it if you listen to all of them <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you know we totally get it everybody's time is, is busy so it's you know it's, and it has been really fun uh talking to folks they're like yeah wow you have like a face and a body not just this like disembodied <laughs> voice uh going through you know going through I the halls it. you know who you are <laughs> um and uh so it's, that's been really fun as well and, and meeting folks that 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 you know because it is podcasting is an, is an intimate format. I know mm. we're wrapping up, but I just wanted to opine on that for just a second. That like it is it is amazing to me that it's it's such a fun format and it is in a weird sort of way having people broadcast straight into your ears or all over your house as you're for doing sure. stuff like that. It makes you feel like you know them. Oh, um, for sure. and and so that's it's definitely a much more personal thing than compared to like, I don't know, T V or something along those lines. There's something about especially audio podcasts that, yeah. that it, it's, it's, it's just an intimate thing. So love it again. Like you just said, well, you know, keep those comments coming, keep it, keep stopping us on the trade show floor. Love it. Love meeting you guys. Always happy to do it. And if you do have any comments or criticism or things you want us to deep dive on, absolutely. Please do let us go. Let us know. Let us go. Let us go. That's what we need to do because it's been a long week. Um, so, so I think that's about, that about sums it up. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on the event tech podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast. Event Event Tech Tech. Podcast.